This is an episode that our students need right now. This is an episode our country needs right now. This is an episode that everyone's hearts and heads need to be about right now. You know, over the summer, we were clearly dealing and are continuing to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. But one thing that also needs to be focused on is the fact that as a society, we have got to focus on multicultural education in every stinking school. The Black Lives Matter movement, and it's more than that. It's more of a movement. It's, it's a humanitarian situation that we have to focus on, regardless of who you teach and where you teach. And so I thought, who better to explain this to us than Megan Forbes? Actually, um, a while back, I I interviewed her on episode 29 of the Teacher Vlog, which is a recorded video series that I did. And she did such an incredible job explaining three E's that can help us create unique learning opportunities for our kids. She truly understands the importance of multicultural education. And I thought, wow, you know, we were all about it over this summer with with people putting black screens on their Instagram and just really coming together. And I want that momentum to continue now that we are in schools. So this episode is important. This episode is relevant. And I, I want us to be ready to, to hit it in our classrooms and show that we're not just talking about it, we're being about it. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. join us and today's topic is multicultural education which I think is something that a lot of teachers are craving some tips on this because it's always it's always this thing where we want to make sure that we are encompassing all students interests all students backgrounds but sometimes we just don't know how to do it uh, and I think that you're here to give us a couple of tips on that and I'm pumped. Yeah, I, I love talking about this topic. And I would even add to that, that even if there are backgrounds of students that are not in your classroom, those are still important to cover as well. Absolutely. Sure. So, you know, this is like easy for me to do. I know that it's a little bit tougher if you teach um, maybe 
math or science or you have elementary school where you're teaching everything. So I know that, that can be a little bit tougher and it's probably the easiest to incorporate in history classes or even yeah. into English classes where you can incorporate different texts and different perspectives and all that kind of stuff. So I do have it easy. I understand that, <laughs> that part of it. <laughs> but my three tips for incorporating multicultural education and making that part of just the way that you teach all the time is education, empathy, and exposure. Well, I like it. Oh, I love it when it's like three E's. This is good. This is my jam. I like some alliteration. Yeah. In all of my techniques. Um, so that applies for myself first. Like before I can even bring that into my classroom, I have to do that first. And so I have to educate myself about, you know, whether it's a, a topic that I'm trying to learn more about or whether it's like the backgrounds of my students. So this is only my third year at the school that I'm at. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the students are Chinese American or Taiwanese American. And when I came in, I didn't know a lot about their history or like even like the, the recent history of Chinese Americans. And so mm -hmm. I knew I needed to take it upon myself to learn about that. Yeah. So I had to start with education. I got the exposure. I'm exposed to this new amazing community and I get to meet all of their parents and even the community that we live in where I, I teach. There are a lot of Chinese owned businesses and okay. food and different shops and stuff. So I have the exposure. Mm -hmm. and needed to educate myself. So I take like extra classes on the side. I go to universities and a lot of times universities will offer like Saturday courses or shorter courses just for teachers, just so that you can yeah. up your knowledge. And if you don't have access to something like that, you can read or you can watch YouTube videos. There's so much great information now mm -hmm. just at our fingertips online, but it just takes us, you know, investing in our own education. Yeah. And then the third piece of that is just having empathy. So I can't just fill myself with knowledge and just have it be like head knowledge and then like be exposed to different communities, but not care. Like the reason that I go on a Saturday and not get paid to do PD is because I care. I, I have empathy for my students. I want to know more about their history. I want to be able to understand their perspective a little bit better. And so if you only have like two of those things, sometimes you're you're lopsided and it, it doesn't go as well. But if you can really make sure to incorporate all three of those, those E's, then um, you develop as an educator in multicultural education. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool and so powerful and also easy to remember with the alliteration. But I think one thing that you said at the beginning, and I want to tie that kind of together, is that this isn't just for multicultural education for the kids who are actually in your class. This is an exposure for all students to all different cultures, because I know like me personally, I am in a predominantly Caucasian community. There isn't a lot of um, different religions or different races and different backgrounds. And so my kids, they're kind of living in this bubble and it's not, it's not necessarily realistic. If they were to move to a different town or a different city, they're going to be exposed to so much of that. And I would never want to not equip my kids. And then it's like this culture shock, right? This true culture shock of like, I didn't even know this world outside of my bubble existed. So yeah. I think that is so important for exposure um, with, with so many different things. I mean, when we hopped on this call, you immediately said, here's what we're doing today. And tell, tell the viewers what, what you're doing in your class today. 
with my eighth graders, I have eighth grade English. We are, we just read Anne Frank. So cool. I'm actually doing a facing history unit. Their stuff is free and it's awesome. And it's all about the Jewish resistance to the mm-hmm. Nazis. So we're learning all about these Jewish people who did not follow Nazi orders and they ran off into the forest and they gathered weapons and they blew up Nazi trains and they did all of these amazing acts of resistance. And mm-hmm. so and a kind of like an exciting thing to learn about and right. applying that to different times throughout history. But I don't think I have any students who are Jewish, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on like the west side of L.A. We're on the east side. Yeah. <laughs> we have different neighborhoods over here. But we need to learn about that. And um, I'm very intentional as I'm teaching my students who haven't had a lot of exposure to the Jewish community to make sure that we are empathetic as we're talking about Jewish people today Mm -hmm. and back then and um, just what that means and how it's a religion and how it was perceived as a race by um, Hitler. And yeah, we just we have to handle it carefully. And again, it starts with me. I have to do my own research first before I can lead 200 students in it the next day. So I take my responsibility really seriously to educate myself first. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then with, you said you were also doing some wraps. Tell us a little bit more about those. (laughs) Oh my, (laughs) with my grade history class. We're actually in an ancient China unit right now, but we use vocabulary a lot. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. It's amazing. We love vocabulary. And right now they're doing a black history month rap contest. So they have, um, you know, if you've never used vocabulary before, they, they teach through music and they teach through rap and then they have tons of supplementary resources that go with each rap and music video. Um, and so they are asking kids to like write a song about somebody who is, was a black American that had a great impact and, you know, submit that in a contest and see who wins. So all of my kids that. So since in ancient history, we don't do a lot of, we don't do any American or any like black history. So we're just putting that into our, our curriculum and just kind of trying it out. Our kids love vocabulary. Yeah. So they're, they're struggling with the rap part a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a little freestyling today to help yes! them out walking around, but it's great for research. It's great for writing mm-hmm. and um, just to expose them to different black Americans who have had a positive impact. And so they're learning about all these amazing people. And so don't be afraid, you know, to just like, veer from your lesson plan a little bit and kind of incorporate something different and then yeah back on track like all of it is as long as it's like skills based and you're Uh really giving them something that like they can apply later then I always feel like okay we can we can a little bit of time on this today and no that's a that's a really good like closing point because there are so many opportunities throughout our day regardless of what curriculum we teach there's so many ways to weave in multicultural education if we as the teachers are make sure that we are educated on it we can find those areas to be flexible and and to just sneak it in there. And and I don't want to say sneak it in there because it's not a bad thing, but I would say weave it in there because it is so important. And just that exposure and the education and the empathy, I think that is, it really ties it all together. So mind blown, love it. 
I'm so tempted to have you like freestyle rap right now, but that's probably, that's probably not fair. But. I wish I could remember. I wrote a really good one about Michelle Obama about an hour ago. I was like, oh. hey, okay. Yes. Okay. Give us, if, if, if you can remember any of that, give us that. If not, what's your final closing thought? Uh, my final closing thought is just to keep those three E's in mind, the education, empathy, and exposure. And I know that there are a lot of teachers like yourself that, that teach in an area where they maybe don't feel empowered to do this because their population isn't very diverse, mm -hmm. but that that you can't bring in new information and you can't do resource, do research and bring in new resources to your students. So look for things like vocabulary, like yeah. facing history. Um, the Stanford history website has some amazing resources. So there's mm -hmm. stuff out there that makes it really easy for you, but we just have to take it upon ourselves to, to find all these great things to bring into our classrooms. I love this interview with Megan so stinking much. We recorded that prior to 2020, but even re-listening to it now, with the lens of everything that's happened with Black Lives Matter and just our, our new information on diversity and equity, like, oh my gosh, it's so important. Educate yourself, show empathy, gain exposure, and all of that leads to empowerment. Like. Dang, it's so, so good. And like, I really encourage you to head over to Megan Forbes' Instagram and follow her there. She is just a really great resource. Now, speaking of resources, I think one thing that I believe is connected to equity and, and social justice is we've got to get to know our kids on a relational level, right? Like if we want to educate and show empathy and expose them to, to other things in the real world, we've got to build connections with them on a social emotional level. Now, I don't put many resources on teachers pay teachers, but when I do, holy cow, I stand behind it and I believe in these products because I literally use them in my classroom with my own students. And recently I have added a couple of SEL resources. So these are social emotional learning activities that are perfect to dive in and dig deeper with students on an SEL level. They are awesome and they connect with compassion and camaraderie and communication. So head on over to my TPT store. I will put the link in the notes for this episode. Check them out. I really think that you will find them valuable, especially as it pertains to the four E's that Megan discussed. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that we can take these things to heart and put them into action in our classrooms because we are out there living this teacher life. <laughs>